Well, 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 welcome back. What a hiatus it's been, but the tosses is back. Yeah, I've been on a very long holiday, Jack. <laughs> First of all, we're going for what, four weeks and then, you know what, I just kept it going. <laughs> Sorry, mate. We're actually back here for about three or four weeks. It just didn't really get Since it going. Since I got back, nah, mate. You know, when you're on holiday mode, you just get back and you just keep going and you can't help it. And it's been great weather back here as well, not too cold. Oh, mate, isn't it absolutely divine? I actually had to fight in the trenches for a couple of weeks and just yeah. deal with the grim. It's almost not even worth going overseas just to avoid that crippling depression when you get back and, you know, you pass your work off and you get it back, but no one's done anything. you got about 500 unread emails. Yeah, I think you just delete those and start anew. That's what you do. <laughs> so you had, what, you had two weeks? Yeah. And then it was that enough of a holiday? Oh, absolutely not. I needed to do another, <laughs> like, seven-week burn, like I did last year. I, generally, I actually haven't seen you since you left me at the airport that day. <laughs> that day was... Were you crooked that day at the airport? Yeah, I came back and had just rampant diarrhea. Mate, so that, <laughs> this is a classic way to start our podcast. <laughs> just talking about diarrhea straight off the bat after a hiatus for like two months. Well, Dude, I had the same. Like genuinely I had the same. I didn't tell you guys all day. Like that airport, I had nothing in my guts or my bowels. <laughs> because that, that was the night, the night before we had the final night with those, the British boys. Yeah. The last night on tour in, in Phuket in Thailand. And that I remember that morning where we stayed in the hostel there. And I got – we spun that wheel for like 3,000 drinks the night before and I got a free mango smoothie the next morning. <laughs> so I woke up. We'd been out drinking at this – what, that bar for like eight hours? Yeah. And the, the most – that was our most expensive bar tab. It was 170 bucks for the three of us <laughs> and we are drinking there for that long. Anyway, I think that's where we got sick. Do we want like, to tell the people – I think it was the ice. What type of bar it was that we were at? Oh, yeah, it was <laughs> what it was an Australian bar, wasn't it? Yeah, it was the Bondi <laughs> Bar in Phuket. Like you travel halfway across the world <laughs> to experience some new cultures and you just end up at an Australian bar. Yeah, drinking with four pommies. <laughs> like that's literally what we're doing. Just watching the AFL and NRL on the TV. And the cricket, to be fair, the cricket was on and then we're playing darts and pool. But that I think that's what got us because the next day I had that mango smoothie I thought, oh, I'm just hungover, a bit car sick in the ride to the airport. I thought, oh, it's just because we've had a big night, right? And then I get there and I had that, you ordered the salmon bagel and I'm like, you know what, maybe I'm just really hungry and I haven't eaten in like 12 hours. So I ordered the salmon bagel, had about half of it. I went, you know what, I'm just going to the toilet. I don't think I'm going to vomit or anything. Went there, bang, all that came straight up. Bagel comes up, I'm chewing just yellow ooze, which was the mango smoothie. And then eventually out comes red ooze as well. I'm like, where the hell is that coming? I thought it was my bowel. I thought I was like bleeding out of my stomach. I don't know what, what my bile. And that, that turns out to be the um, vodka Fantas just sitting in the bottom of my stomach. Oh my and then God. I didn't tell you guys, I tried to eat all day and I just couldn't eat. It was that grim. Um, just, but that was the only day I got the like... The what, the tie, the tie belly, whatever it is. Don't you think it's mental though? Like you just look at what you drink and you expect that boys like us would just go there and drink beers. Would have had a handful of beers. I reckon one time I got the bar tab, we are in a small town, and it was like between the three of us, it was like 36 combinations of mango, daiquiris, <laughs> margaritas. It's because happy hour is always like a fruity drink. Like it was genuinely a daiquiri or a, um, a mojito was a nice one that we used to get as well. Each one's got about 10 teaspoons of sugar syrup in it. Yeah, well, we didn't think about that when we were over there. We did. I did probably put on weight that first, those first two weeks. And then once I got to Vietnam, I was all right. But, yeah, Thailand we were. It's, it was just hard not to drink and wake up and eat and drink and I just see, do the same thing. It's, it's amazing you just back it up and that's 
what you have to do. Well, we he, didn't. Not all of us backed it up. No, we did have one more boy on the trip with us who he could not back it up. <laughs> he was done after about night two, I think. He'd go to bed about two hours earlier, wake up two hours later, and then still battle most the next day. <laughs> he wouldn't, and I don't think he got in the beach once. Like why we're in Thailand. Do you remember seeing him going swimming? No, he's a typical inland boy. He's scared of sharks. <laughs> sharks in uh, there, there's no sharks in Wurongko Samui in Thailand, are there? Not that not I know big of. ones. No, no it's way too. Is it too warm for sharks? I don't, is that I, a thing? I, don't, I think the locals probably hunt them and put them in the pad thai. There's no. Oh, pff, wait, yeah, we did have shark. What? What's okay? Let's get onto the weird foods we ate because you're a big. You and I are very. We're very adventurous. Yes. So we would eat anything over there. The first. So when we're in, I don't know, one of the major cities, Bangkok, you what did you chow down on? You chowed on down on some. We're at Kosak Road, and I had a, like it was like a fried kind of crispy scorpion. Yeah, that was you know what? It tasted like you sort of would think it would taste. It almost tasted like it, you know, a cracker that was cooked too much, like a pretzel. Yeah, yeah, it was like the skin. It sort of it tasted like I'd imagine a cockroach would taste. Is that a good way to describe it? <laughs> Not that I've ever like. Eating a cockroach. The one thing we didn't eat, which I did want to eat though, there was I think skewers of gator. Alligator, no. It was quite expensive. It was about ten bucks a skewer. I'm like, eh. well, that's, I'm getting, that's what they do. It's not that expensive, but like you know, you can pad thai for two, three bucks Australian. It was good. It was good. We could eat. And, can we eat crocodile here in Australia? Is that legal? I mean, we eat kangaroo and eel. Yeah, I think you like, can do it up north. But it's funny as well. We're in. We were sitting, we were in Koh Samui. We went to an oyster bar because you and me are a bit bougie and like to do something yeah. fancy. Yeah, and treat ourselves. We're on holiday. They've got all the oysters laid out and we're looking around. Oh, yeah, we'll have that one, that one, that one. They're like, oh, this is from France. This is from Italy. You know, this, these ones are from Australia. You got any local ones? No. He's <laughs> yeah, like, no. Nah. Most of the tourists are from overseas. We just get it from overseas. So, again, we go to an oyster bar. I think bar. that's what we asked first. We're like, can we get a local oyster? He goes, nah, we don't have any local ones. Like, oh, that's the reason we came in here. Go overseas. We're just eating Australian oysters. We, yeah, it, genuinely, that's what. Well, we tried to stay away from them, but the oysters were delicious. And then you were pestering us. You wouldn't let us. You're like, you've got to eat while you're over here. You can't eat Maccas. You can't eat Burger King. You gave us a real chastise at one moment there. Yeah, you got like some of the best Thai food and cheap. Yeah, you but guys just wanted the dirty bird. No, I was divulging in the the local cuisine, and then you were there chat on your high horse, going, "You've got to eat local food." Well, like, right, Jack, we'll go off and find something else. We come back, you're sitting in the corner of a kebab shop, mate. <laughs> That's what you're doing, <laughs> sweating through your little linen shirt, ordering a kebab. I'm like, dude, that is the least Thai <laughs> thing ever. After you've just got into us for not eating any local food, I was like, Jack. That, I don't even think that's a kebab is in Middle Eastern. Like that has just been taken over by the Western world as something completely different. We're just culturally appropriate. Yeah, genuinely. Like that, that is what you were doing. And God, I can't believe you stuck it down there because it was a very sweaty shop. Oh, man, it was about 35 degrees outside and it was at least 35 degrees I've never than that in the kebab shop. I've never sweat that much before in my life. No, it was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. Like every shirt was wet. Like we were wet and we hadn't been in the ocean and it wasn't raining. It was just from pure sweat. And I don't normally sweat that much. And it was it was like going down your butt crack and stuff. It was so <laughs> gross. Like that's – I've never experienced anything like that. And how – I don't understand how they're all wearing the long clothes. Oh, like, yeah. They're full kitted out. Then the girls that were working in the kebab shop had the hijabs on, like the full black. It's wild. It just makes no sense. And they're not even drinking, like, cool drinks. 
No, no. Like they would just be drinking a, a coffee which is hotter than the sun. <laughs> yeah. A, a very warm coffee. That's why you got to get an iced coffee or something. Or, or that's just why we start drinking beers halfway through the day. <laughs> I mean, this is, the first half of this episode is just going to be us talking about how much piss we drank in Thailand because that's literally all we did when you were on holiday with us. It's just because it's so successful. It makes me think, you know when you, you see those motivational people like speaking and they're like, you know, you, you drink to escape life. You know, if you woke up with passion, you had something like you really enjoyed and money wasn't an issue, you know, what would you do? And it's like, well, money's not an issue when I go on holiday and I just end up heavily drinking because that's what I like. It's no, like, you've got it. No, you do have a problem. <laughs> you would start really early. you just straight, should we get a drink, boys? <laughs> We'd be like, nah, mate, not yet. Boys, it's breakfast. <laughs> it's 9 a.m. Mimosas. I think we could. Yeah, a bit of orange juice, juice, stuff on top. But it wasn't, it, to be fair, I've got a rubber arm, so it wasn't hard to convince me to get around it otherwise. But you do, like there is something about just drinking on holiday. Like It's like when you. I, yeah, I don't, wanna, I don't want to um, I have to apologise for partying. No, it's just who I am. Sorry for party rocking. Yeah, everyone's getting like, oh, stop, grow up. You st-. No, it's so much fun. The Europeans do it so well. They drink wine at every dinner. How much fun is it? It's not at 11. You, you go to Europe and it'll be like 10 a.m. and there's just people out in the street just having a pint, having a red wine. Maybe not every day because then the alcohol is... I swear, is alcohol. I reckon that's why their economies are just screwed because no one wants to work. It's like... We get up at nine, we'll have a pint, we'll do a couple of hours' work, we'll have a two-hour siesta, and then they're clocked off at five and then they're out again. Yeah, in these tourist towns, like, what a cruisy life. Like, they party all night because they've got to work on that and then they're just sleeping all day. Yeah. And they get up and go again. It's just unbelievable. So culturally different to Australia. Yeah. What, what was your highlight of the trip? Oh, probably just getting pissed with a different view. Really? What was your favourite view then? Nah, Kosok National Park for all those out there. We did was some, that your favourite? We did some cultural things. We went to a national park. We saw some beautiful limestone cliffs. <laughs> I saw the inside of my gut and, and then we, and at then, one of the restaurants. And then we came back and had about 37 mango daiquiris. Yeah, and they all ended up on the floor. That and three burgers that I ate. That was a, that was a big night. Well, you'll need to tell us about Vietnam because I had to come back home and embrace, embrace reality. Uh, yes, well, Vietnam was another lovely trip that I had no idea what was going to go on. And God, the banh mi's over there, two dollars in the morning for egg and a big pork banh mi is really just, just embracing your inner trade, aren't you? Oh, mate, I don't even know. It's no. I was telling myself it's like this is what the French would do if if they could, except they had croissants and stuff because obviously the French colonised yeah. Vietnam back in the day. So that's where the baguettes are from, for the banh mi. So I was just really lathering that up. And it was a tradie breakfast. I, dare, I, I would say I had a Coke Zero probably every day of the trip for breakfast, <laughs> which I don't know whether that's – I think because I lost so much sweat, I was like, you know what, it's not too bad for, for the old guts. Um, yeah, I won't put like too much weight. Trying but, to cut down your sugar after having like – Ten cocktails, which yeah. each have ten <laughs> teaspoons of sugar. You're like, oh, I definitely couldn't have like you know another three. No, I, I, no, and I'm not going full strength Coke either. It was always a Coke, no sugar. And to be fair, I don't, I don't drink coffee. And the coffee's over. So the Vietnamese coffee is they put condensed milk in the oh. bottom of them. So I would have a coffee every now and then, just because it was pure sugar and it was bloody delicious. Did you hop on the motorbike store when you're over there? Yeah, so we did. We did the Ha Jung Loop. Up the top. So our mate left us there that was with us and I met up with the two other boys um, in Hanoi and then we did that. That was the highlight of my trip by far. And you Google it beforehand, 
And they say technically you need to have a license for a motorbike to ride around there. And then we we rolled in, and the first the first um, like hostel we went to, we we're like, all right, can we get on the bikes? And I'm like, have you ridden before? And I was like, yeah, we've we've hey, ridden before. Have you ridden a normal bike, like like a cycling bike? Yeah, yeah, you're fine, mate. It's just got a motor. It's exactly. You just push it to start and roll down a hill. It's, it's easy. almost like the wild west. You go over there and as like a white westerner, right? Well, actually. Any travel, you can just do whatever you want. Yeah. Well, that's what we assumed would happen, but but apparently this first this lovely young lady Chin was her name. Uh, she was like about nineteen years old, and she goes, "Oh, you guys doing the ride? See this beautiful view spot? You know the one you always see on when people go to v- Vietnam, the the rock that's hanging over the massive, like the open expanse. So it looks like you're just hanging on the end of this rock." She goes, "You going there? Like, yeah. Mm, no, someone's died there. You can't go there." I'm like, "What? <laughs> They've closed it." <laughs> like, oh. Okay, well, that sort of sucks. That's a highlight. She goes, oh, and this, oh, we want to go to the waterfall. She's like, yeah, this waterfall there? Yeah, someone died there. And I'm like, we're like, what? So we can't go to the waterfall. And then she goes, do you want a bike? We're like, yeah. She, oh, well, you have to get someone to drive you because someone died like two months ago riding these bikes. It's nuts, isn't it? Like, So, yeah, apparently it's the most dangerous road in the world because it's just they were just handing out bikes to tourists. So that's the government said, no. Nah, no more tourists just riding on their own. So they put checkpoints all around the loop with police checkpoints. So we were like, far out. So we sent a mate down the end of the, the, to another hostel and he booked us a place saying like, yeah, you know what, go for it. You guys can ride on your own. I'm like, are you seriously? Like, yeah, you can just do it on your own. You guys can ride. I'm like, yeah, yeah, we, we ride on the farm back home and stuff. Like we ride motorbikes all <laughs> the time. Pee 50 when you were Really seven. played it up. To be fair, the first place we went to, I hadn't ridden a scooter whilst I was over. We didn't ride them entirely or anything. And I got on, left the kickstand down, went up and around the street. They were like, oh. who is this bloke on this scooter? <laughs> so that's eventually I was happy that we went to the other one because it had a little practice then. So we went, we went to this other one, got us, and we hired a private guy. Um, so it's just us three and him. So mate, took off the next day, but they they ride us past the checkpoints on the on the way out. So we're on the back with these guys who they'll ride us past and then they'll come pick us up and then drop the bikes off and then we just go. So we take off from there. So we're riding up and then two two guys get pulled over. Our mate gets pulled over on the back, and then they're pulling us in me and another bloke tailing behind. And my guys were just like. They just t- literally turned the bikes around and rode off the other way. The cops were just like, yeah, whatever. They don't chase you over there. So then we went some little back roads. They probably just want to get paid off, mate. Give them 10 bucks. Well, that's, yeah. yeah, it's about 100 bucks to get pay- to pay them off over there. But we didn't have to. So we had the guy, our little man, Dutt, absolute legend. His name was Dutt and he loves smoking darts. And one thing they had over there was these at every stop, Every cafe sort of in this north, north part of Vietnam and, and a lot of the other parts, they've got a bucket, right, with a massive bong in it like made out of wood or bamboo, which they smoke tobacco out of. So it's instead of smoking rollies, they all have like a pouch of tobacco and they stop at any cafe and you can pack this bong with it and then just smoke your backy out of it. It was absolutely wild things to see. A, a great idea, like saving the earth with the papers. Just tobacco <laughs> in, a, in a local bong. Everyone's really... No cigarette really butts into, you know, the No sea. cigarette butts. Beautiful. Except that's one thing that they had over there, which was dangerous, the vapes. When we were in Thailand. <laughs> Just chaos. Absolute. That was ridiculous. I accidentally... The, remember the night before... The night before we left was the, the Lions-Melbourne um, game. Yeah. Oh, which we yeah. pushed our flights back for. Yep. And that was... And, and I got up... 
about six o'clock and you guys picked me up at nine and I hadn't packed. Oh, you were so dusty. <laughs> I couldn't – I think I got in at like six that morning. I don't I don't think you said anything for about two hours. No, I was going to vomit on the taxi ride there. Like, you, you're sure. going to be like this for the next two weeks. Mate, I perked up in that airport and then weren't you guys really happy when I'm emptying, emptying my pockets pockets going through um the, the check-in through the what, – what's it called? TSA sort of thing. Yep. And I pulled out my vape. I'm like, oh, I've got my vape in my pocket. <laughs> so then we had on the flight over there, which was great. The funniest thing, though, is like in Thailand, you know, you've got all these little street dealers selling vapes walking around. But when we're in Bangkok as well, I don't know if you remember, but there would be different people selling different things. There'd be like someone walking around just selling dildos on the street. Yeah, that was like who is buying a street dildo? <laughs> I agree. That is some fucked up life. You're coming over from the supermarket. Oh, I forgot my dildo. Oh, better get that on the way home. Yeah, perfect. Big black one. That's exactly what I wanted. Oh, they're just selling dick pills. Just on the street. <laughs> the real essentials, right? Like, like there's no like darts like the olden days. You know, no, there's. It's completely switched. That's for sure. Yeah. So you're walking down the street, <clears throat> pills and everything, and then you can go in and get Trent. As well, if you wanted to, in the pharmacies, which I posed to you boys, but you guys were against it. <laughs> just a, well, I was there for two weeks, just a two week little cycle. <laughs> Imagine the little cycle. The boys get back and they're not, no, they're not fatter. They're absolutely jacked and roided. Toss hasn't been drinking. He's been in the gym very hard. <laughs> and then I actually did some research before we went. So I knew the fat first night in Bangkok. This will be our last story. But then we went down that that soy cowboy road. Yeah, not prepared for that. You guys, I, I did. I tried to tell you guys like this is one of the the lady boy sex roads. We just thought you meant like, you're like, well, it's, it's, a, it's a bit different, you know. It's a, it's a bit out there. I'm like, no, it's just, it looks unreal. Like there's heaps of flashing lights and bars. We thought it was just going to be like a heap of backpackers walking down getting drinks. No. And you get there, and it was gas cookers, <laughs> mate. If you uh, if you've never been great before in your life, well. Go to Soy Cowboy because that is all they do to you down there. Oh, strong boy. Oh, very muscly boy from Australia. Oh, big white boy. You'll come home with me. <laughs> I think we went down here. We had about <laughs> one beer and we're like. I've never seen you more wide-eyed. <laughs> yeah, we're not, we're not in Thornton. We're not in rural Victoria anymore. <laughs> it was bloody funny sitting there and our other mate just point. So that boy or girl, I'm like, mate, that's a boy. Boy, really? Yeah, boy or girl? Yeah, no, that's a, that one is a girl. Oh, flip you sure? Point, mate. <laughs> yeah, you couldn't tell. Are you sure? Do you want to tell them the story about you and your experience with a, a lady? A lady well, I just had a big orgy and I got five lady boys back. Yeah, correct. Yes, you, <laughs> you really rushed through that story. You've story you're supposed to build up and build down to us, but no, you've just told all the people uh, how it was. But yeah, that was, mate, I mean, we've got way too many stories. From over there. But it was a very fun trip. Highly recommend it. Would highly recommend it. Especially, like, it's quite cheap compared to, you know, doing the circuit in Europe where everything's 3X. Oh, super cheap. If you're on a budget. Although the thing about it is everyone's like, oh, you go over there, everything's so cheap. And it's like, well, I'll go out in Australia, you, like, have a big night on the gas and you spend 200 bucks. I'll go over there. I'll still spend 200 bucks, but I've just got a lot more value for it. You know, I've got... Two bottles of absolute mango daiquiris. I just haven't been drinking pints. Yeah, well, that's another the bottle service. That's a whole other story. But uh, yeah, it was good. I don't think we spent two hundred bucks on a night like separately. Like you couldn't. It was so hard to run up that tab that high. No, we we got nowhere near it. But I've I've got to go back for my um, cousin's bucks party in December. So. That'll be fun. Oh, God. I probably don't need that. No, absolutely not. I think it's just a once every 12 months sort of thing. Well, I think it's more than 12 months. (laughs) Except if you're a dude over the age of 60 slash 50. Oh, my God. Maybe below average. How many... 
older age divorcee men with fair verandas over the tool shed, did you see? Mate, they were, they were running rampant and I don't blame them. They're, they're probably just, you know, the kids, the wife's back home. Oh, you know, I'm just stressed at work. You know, I've got a golf trip in Thailand. Why have you been going to Thailand for golf trips 10 years in a row? No I didn't see one golf course in the country. Not one. <laughs> Sorry, guys, I've just outed you in front of you. <laughs> Oh, there can't be any wives that actually believe they're going there for the golf course. <laughs> like, there's not a chance. God, there were some battlers over there from all shapes and sizes. Oh. But good on them. They still got to be a, um, a bit of pep in their pecker. Oh. So I may as well use it. <laughs> <laughs> well, God, we better move on to something. We've been on the travel subject for too long. Well, it is September. It is Melbourne. Football's going nuts. Oh, the fishbowl, mate. It is. We had Melbourne sucking the last two weeks. They're still sucking about that. Carlton won their first uh, couple of finals in, what, 10 years. GWS are absolutely pumping. Like, they're going all right. And um, the mighty Lions, mate. I've got a gripe here because you, you and me both wanted to go up to the Gabba this weekend to watch the mighty Lions. Yep. And the price gouging. It's going to cost at least a thousand bucks return. I think it's probably fifteen hundred now because those cheap thousand dollar tickets, the discount tickets, have all been sold. Yeah, it is. Unless and even if you fly up earlier in the week and come back, six hundred dollars minimum. It is a ridiculous price for out at like us from out of town to 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 fly up and see them. Like, is I guess we probably should have just supported a Melbourne club. Like, <laughs> like that is the fix to the problem. But it's, I mean, it, they sort of have to price gouge. Like, why wouldn't they? Well, that's the issue, though. There's probably not enough competition in the Australian <laughs> airline industry. No. Well, mate, you, we could start an airline. I thought about driving up, but petrol prices right now are so expensive as well. Well, I, 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 I still think I could drive up in a 1993 Triton, which churns through diesel. And like like nothing, it'd still be cheap. And then you've got to get the hotels and then we'd be drinking your tickets to the game as well. It'd be like a two-grand trip. It'd be it'd be more expensive than our Thailand trip flying up to, to Bris Vegas. Yeah, it actually for the would. Weekend. It's ridiculous. Don't you like what a time to be a Queenslander, right? You've got the Brisbane Broncos and the Brisbane Lions in preliminary finals on the same day. No shit. Mate, they're, they're a good chance to run out of 4X gold on Saturday night. Mate, if we were up there, they would definitely run out of 4X gold. We'd drink them dry, mate. They wouldn't be a single drop left at the Gabba. 30,000. <laughs> They've had to drive up to Bundaberg to get all the rum left. Well, I, did this, I would say this about AFL crowds. Unless... Less fighty, less abrasive as the NRL crowds on the, uh, the unless, old Unless you go games. to a Blues or a Collingwood game. Yeah, I mean, there are a few fights there. We haven't, we haven't seen as many this year. I mean, but you love, a, you love a good fight. You love seeing one. You don't want to be a part of one in that sort of place. <laughs> that's for <laughs> sure. spectator's sport. Like. <laughs> it is, yeah. <laughs> I can't, I mean. we usually go to the MCC. We're bougie, but like. Everyone there is very well behaved. Well, yeah, it's yeah, because like, yeah, because if you get kicked out, you've, you're not going to back in. And the wait list for an MCC membership's what like forty years now. It's yeah. ridiculous. And by the time if you do lose your membership and forty years has passed, you're probably mellowed out a bit. You're probably not going to. Yeah, you're not going to fight. You're probably people. not going to be starting fights at sixty. Mate, speak for yourself. I'll be juicing at sixty. <laughs> get on the roids. That's when I've decided to do it. When the t- testosterone's going down, we'll be there throwing our weight around down the lines. But it's good to see us. To be fair, we haven't seen the boys win in Melbourne in a while. But I look. I don't want to drink it. Hopefully, they come back down here. And uh, you've booked. You've already booked your tickets to the finals, haven't you? Yeah, exactly. And uh, I feel like it's our year. Oh, I don't want to – I just – I've been – I've want to reach out to people and say, if you have a grand final ticket, 
let me know. But I'm reaching out saying if you've got a grand final ticket, let me know. And if the Lions don't make it, my housemate uh, is also a Carlton fan. So the ticket's for one of us, whoever wins. Yeah. So that's so I don't jinx it because I don't want to Moses. We are, we do, we haven't lost there this year. Fuck, God, now I'm saying out loud, Jack, I'm really, I'm just so nervous that I've just absolutely mozzed knock on wood. But it, it is, it is, look, oh, it's looking What do you reckon the maximum amount you would pay to go to a grand final? I think, ooh, a grand and a half. Yeah. I think that's what my price is at. And no one messages in Instagram saying, look, I've got your ticket. I'll, <laughs> I'll pay a grand. <laughs> oh, if you want it, a grand and a half. It's all yours, mate. <laughs> I'm not buying it. <laughs> well, a grand and a half is the lowest I can absolutely go. Some folks just bought the minimum $400. Yeah, exactly. And he's like, look at this fucking sucker. <laughs> oh, that's probably, yeah, that's probably the price I pay. I mean, because we were just so young for those first grand finals. I know, and, and that's like the issue is that you kind of take it for granted how good your team is and you just think, oh, this is just what football is. You just win all the time. And then you go through 15 years of just absolute hardship where you make the finals once. Yeah. So what, what would your price be? So for you to pay or you to give up something, you're guaranteed to win the grand final. I, I feel – How much would you pay? I feel like the element of paying for it and then knowing that we would win would kind oh, of def- – no, I, I like the risk, like not knowing. That's what makes it worthwhile. If you paid and knew you are going to win it. It's almost like match fixing. It kind of like takes the sting out of it. Yeah, but no one knows. It's like a little genie's popped out of a bottle. Nah, nah. And he's gone, Jack. I'm a very... If you pay this amount of money, I'll guarantee the Lions win the premiership this year. No, no. You want to fight for it to work hard. I, I would not an infinite amount of money. Like it would just, I, it would ruin it for me because then I'd always look back and I'd be like, uh, like, were we the best team? But look at the joy you've created for all the people around you. Mm. Think of that little kid who's he's terminally ill and he's like, make a wish is, my favourite podcast is Jack Tossel. I wish a genie would go to him and say, well, if you want to win a grand final, pay anything. And then a little genie comes to you and you go, nah, mate, don't want it. And he's got to go back to that Make-A-Wish kid saying, nah, I can't grant you a wish. Yeah, but then there's probably a Make-A-Wish kid who goes to Collingwood or something and then oh, <laughs> it ruined his life. I've never thought of that. What if heaps of kids wish for the same thing but the opposite things? So a wish is not – they're not real obviously. But they no, can't be. Like clearly. But they can't be if heaps of people – Imagine yeah. there's like there's 7 billion people in the world and you think that God cares about like you? Like I, I – the one. Oh, whoa, okay. Now we're getting political about God. My grandfather's a priest, remember? Yeah. Watch what you say about God. The one thing that pisses me off more than anything is like people that win awards and they're like, I just want to thank God. Well, so you, when you say people, you're talking about Americans. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or the Gary Ablett. Like, imagine how arrogant you're like, God loves me, but he doesn't hate you. It's like, all you want to do as a child was play AFL and you're a spastic and you can't even kick the footy. <laughs> God hates me. But what if he did pray really hard and then he was just an absolute jet? Yeah, maybe that, to be fair. Like, it makes sense. Like, that kept, that kept him driven. Even if God isn't real. He was praying to God. To be fair. Like who else is he going to thank? Not his hard work. To be fair, now that I'm looking back, I probably never prayed to God once to be Exactly. Maybe that's why you're not good at footy. <laughs> I used to pray for bad, for bad things, so I'm probably going to hell. <laughs> <laughs> bad things to happen to my brother. Bad things to happen to the world. God damn it. Oh. But, um, yeah, I think, I think I would pay – what would I give up? I don't need much. I'd give up all my – just Kidney? everything. How many kidneys do we have? Two. Yeah, I'll give a, you don't need two. I'd give a kidney up. No. For the Lions to win. 
I give hell, mate. I give it. I don't know. I give it kidney up for. I'm just going to try to think of another team I support to win. That's less higher stakes. I give a kidney up to win another my personal grand final again. I give it. What do you reckon? I give a kidney up for a new yeah a Hilux. How much would you? Be, yeah. <laughs> how much is a kidney worth? Like I'm, thirty to fifty grand. I don't know, mate. I haven't really been delving to the black market <laughs> kidney prices. It's all my. That was my nan's major issue. Like one of her worries with me going overseas was like, careful, don't get too drunk. They'll take your kidneys and your organs. I was like, nan, what the, what the fuck have you been reading? <laughs> About going over to Thailand. Well, I know it does happen in like Mexico and stuff. I was like, Nan, it's, I'm not going to get my kidney stolen. Well, Nan, my kidney has been absolutely destroyed and but, it is solely as a result of my actions, yes, not Nan, because yeah. of someone cutting it out. Nan, they can have it and also they give me a Triton. So it's great. <laughs> it's a it's a payoff. I've never thought about that. What or would your Hilux. price what be? Do you want a Hilux? What, would you, what would your price be to sell a kidney? That's what I was asking. Like, Would you do it for 10K? Like, again, I'd have to delve into, like, how much – and what are they doing with it? I'd also like to know what they're doing with it. What transplant to someone else so they can live? What if someone – yeah, what if – do they make pate out of kidneys? Is that kidney pate or is that liver? No, that's liver. Liver. Do you, you really need your liver. I, 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 I don't think it's human. Well, I – I don't think it's human liver. I would do pate, it mate. I would do it for cheap. No, I'd do it for cheaper if I knew a human was going to eat my liver because that's cooler. <laughs> Like if I knew a human was like buying my liver to do it, so you'd probably get it. I'd give you probably fifteen k for my liver then, if I could survive without my liver. To be honest, if I but if like I didn't selling, know that, if I'm selling my money, my kidney for money, I don't really care what they use it for, right? Like I'm doing this solely for the money. What if it's like going to Putin's new kidney or liver? Mm. Exactly. Or like it's like a baby Hitler, like it's a travel back in time. You sort just of think scenario. you're giving it to some make a wish kid, yeah, exactly. Some Russian oligarch who's like just paid for it. Oh, it is a make a wish kid, but he's going to grow up. Um, and be like, the, yeah, the next part. I reckon that's what like happens, though. A like dictator. Wealthy Westerners who need stuff because the transplant line is so long. Mm. We'll just get people from third world countries to donate them. Are the, livers the, are the livers the same? I don't understand how that is just like transferable from like one person to another. I think it's, From different countries. I, I think it's got to be within line. It has to be compatible with your immune system. It's not like you can just find a random person on the street. They're like, yeah, here's your liver. <laughs> that is – imagine how many livers people have, like rich people have to go through to find the right liver, like the ones that are paying for these aftermarket It's like – have you ever seen that Monty Python skit where like the bloke's wife like convinces him to like be an organ donor and he just like takes it, <laughs> signs it, and the second he's done that they just come through the door with like a chainsaw? <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't seen that. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> That's I actually watched that some weird show the other day where they're doing that. They're like organ donors, but then they cryogenically. Um, it was this uh, John. It's on binge. This guy just does these weird documentaries in New York. His name's John something, and he was just. It was about. He starts the episode off where it's, it's like he's uh, your parcels getting delivered, and he starts off with like his parcels not getting delivered, whatever. Anyway, he ends up in an organ, like organ pianos that you play in America like a, a restaurant dedicated to that where they've just got organs everywhere. And he finds this old dude who's like 75 years old and asks him like, why is he here? Why do you love this place? And then he just gets chatting. The guy is part of Alcor, which is where they cryogenically freeze your body and your head so in the future they can revive you sort of like Han Solo. Do you know the funniest thing about that? I'm just thinking back. Walt Disney, I reckon, did the same yeah. so they can bring you back to life but you have to have a lot of trust that these companies aren't going to go bankrupt. Because what happened well, was a lot of people paid money to get cryogenically frozen and then like when the GFC happened, 
a few of them went bankrupt. Who the the people or the the cryogenically frozen places went right? The, the, well, the this companies the and they just had to dispose of the bodies because well, they like couldn't afford to like keep them. That's crazy. Surely you just like give them back to your family and go mm, buy a bucket of ice. Here's your body. You get your uncle back. <laughs> you just well, like every thirty minutes walking down to the Seven Eleven to get a couple of bags of ice yeah, and some nitrogen from somewhere. Well, they, yeah, these they said give us all your money. They'll put it in a long term. It's like a life insurance sort of thing, and then they pay it off. Anyway. So they, everyone's really into this sort of thing and they were, it's such a weird conference. Then at the end just got super really sad and this old dude was just like celibate his whole life and cut off his balls when he was a little kid. And that's how the episode ended. And I was like, what the hell is going on here? He did it with like, I don't want to go, it's so gruesome, did it himself. But I was like, maybe he sold his balls. <laughs> How much would you – you can't get much of a nutsack. Of, of, of all, the, all the body parts to sell. Well, yours probably aren't even fertile. Mine? Oh, they, what, from all the vapes? <laughs> yeah, probably. The polonium. <laughs> <laughs> the polonium, the vape. I don't know what's in them. They'll fix it out. Maybe I'll put my balls on freeze. That's probably a good thing to do. Go freeze my sperm. No, you can cut one off now and then have it frozen. <laughs> For later. Something happens. Yeah, exactly. Have you sure you can do sperm donation. You don't have to cut off your whole ball. <laughs> yeah, that's – no, that's what I meant. You definitely, you definitely <laughs> can freeze your sperm. That's definitely the thing we can do. <laughs> like that is where technology's at right now. I wonder how much that costs. We probably should do that. Have you ever had your nuts? See, now we're just talking about nuts. Have you ever had your nuts twisted? Have you ever got them twisted, like the cord inside? No, I haven't. One of my mates I went to boarding school with did, and he was like, didn't really know he'd done it, but like just oh. like vomiting and like nauseous for a few days. There's yeah, nothing he had worse. to go back, I think, to Aubrey. It was. He started with the doctor, and they, they worked out what it was. And they were like, you know, if you had to come one or two days later, mate. Done. All gone. Because both of them twist around each other, so they're both going to lose circulation. Yeah. Have you ever – has a doctor ever seen your balls? Have you had a checkup? Uh, I don't think anyone's touched – no doctors have touched my balls. I reckon when I was 21 – No one professionally I, has. I reckon when I was 21 I did like a skin check where they do like those body maps to check if you've got, you know, cancerous <laughs> cells on mouse. And they check every crevice. What, wait, what? Yeah. What are these? What body not, map things? Not extensively, but they need to make sure you don't have any like moles in your butt. Oh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. That's safety. As summer's coming up, yes, go get your moles yeah. checked. We both got moles. I thought you were just like in a machine and they like body scanned you. No. And they could like x-ray see through everything and could see your nuts. No. And your skin. But they bought so they do you have moles on your – can you get moles on your nuts? Yeah, you can. No shit. Yeah, you can get them anywhere. All those people doing like the sunning when they got the bum in the air and get the sun there, they would have so many moles around their bum. You get some of those like alpha male influencers who like you need to get some sun on your nuts and like increase your testosterone by 30%. Nah, nah. The sun, my balls are never seen. Stop the cap. Imagine – Stop <laughs> the cap. Imagine going to a nude beach and some bloke's lying down with just his nuts in the air hanging out of his asshole. Just like up that way, sunning his nuts. Oh, It'd be disgusting. The old Byron Bay influences. Just put your legs up, sun the anus. That's gross, especially from dudes. <laughs> Girls? Mm. But like, <laughs> who just came up with that? And like, who, who's, who's, who's done the science to say, oh, well, this is. Jack, good. no one's done the science. <laughs> there has been no science into that, that's for sure. Oh, All God. right, better take a break. All right, we're back. And I've got a funny story which I've just read. News.com.au. Mm-hmm. You know when people name their child, you'd think it'd be something yeah. poignant, something mean, something to you. You thought long and hard about this. And there's also restrictions on what you can name your children. Is it? Yes. Yeah. There are, you, like, you can't just name anything. It has to go through a board. 
They they have rules and regulations. Is the name Dumbo allowed? No. I, well, I, I don't know. But, I think it, it might be. But do you know what has been approved as about, an... As did, a, yeah, go on. Do you know what's been approved as a name by the New South Wales Registry? First name, methamphetamine. No. Second name, rules. Can I see that? It, no, it hasn't. It has. This is in the media. It And, and then they're looking to do an audit on it because methamphetamine rules, I don't know what their last name is, Smith, has been approved as a name. I mean, you love what you love, I guess. <laughs> I mean, if you want to name your child that, each their own. Um, it wouldn't be my first choice for a name. <laughs> You're not really mine, setting up your child for, you know, a mine, life. Of- mine would be uh, Cocaine Charlie, probably. <laughs> that would be my first pick for a name um, if we're going off that sort of theme. But, no, yeah, methamphetamine, close second. Uh, if you're a junkie, I mean, I can – it's a real mouthful. You're not really. You set, might get bullied at school. You're not really setting yourself up for a life of success, are you? What's short? So you just. What's your nickname? Meth. Meth. <laughs> Is that <what> your nickname? <laughs> Meth. Methy Smith. <laughs> this reminds you. Family friend went to school with a girl. First name Ophelia. Guess second name. Oh, feel your tits. Feel your balls. Dick. Feel your dick. No. <laughs> yeah. No, that is not true. Ophelia that, Dick. That is not true. That is not true. My great grandfather. Last name Tossel. Mm-hmm. Guess what his first name was? Dick Toss. Richard. Yeah, Dick Tossel. Yeah. Do you think people knew back then? Because well, did they just? Is that where the name Dick? Is that where the word Dick came from? From Richards? Don't know. Because that was nickname for Richards, and then the Dick wasn't called a Dick; it was just called a penis, and then they just started calling it Dick because of a Richard or something. True. Like what? Di- what Dick came first? The Richard Dick or a Dick Dick? <laughs> That's the question I've got. The hard-hitting question. The hard-hitting questions. Because, like, not many people back in the day would know, like, naming your son. They, they, Dick must have not been a dick back in the days when people got called Richard. No, no. And then it sort of... I, I think they were around. very Victorian-era, you know, Puritans. They didn't even talk about that. and Pornography didn't exist. Well, prostitutes are, like, the, it's the oldest profession. Yeah. So they knew about nude people for money. This is the real... It's just like real life. Sorry, you just you got me caught. Like I'm an absolute history nerd, I, right? Oh, sorry. I bring out prostitutes, yeah. And you, I get, you get lost in your own little world. When... when <laughs> <laughs> subject matter expert. <laughs> when, when the French were colonising the US and they had... Uh, what's the southern part called? Louisiana, mm-hmm. you know, after the, the king or whatever. Down on the bayou. And they were trying to populate it. They had a lot of French prisoners and, like, the rule was that, you know, you could get out of your prison sentence no matter how long it was as long as you married a prostitute and you moved to Louisiana. Hey, I don't, I don't hate that. So the South was populated by prostitutes. Gets them off the streets. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. I mean, we could bring that – is that – can we bring that in here for, like, OnlyFans models? Yeah. Like, they marry immigrants that are coming from overseas. <laughs> That's how we keep them safe. Where we, we, we put them, like, like Tasmania? No, they can live anywhere. <laughs> I'd be happily walking down the street and there's OnlyFans models walking around with I don't know who really. Well, you have to, to move to Aubrey. <laughs> Aubrey or is a lovely town. We would never condone any of that sort of we're not like Louisiana. We have a higher class citizen up there. Louisiana on the Murray. <laughs> we could I mean I'm no, actually, no gators. Actually, I'm just thinking about this now and I'm backtracking. Aubrey is in New South Wales. Is there any chance that methamphetamine rules was born in Aubrey? Uh, you, you know what? Yeah, they're probably somewhere. <laughs> I dare say people use meth in Aubrey for sure. 
I mean, I haven't seen it personally, but I can imagine those people are around. That's You know what, that was what I was think, thinking the other day. Like you see the like, sort of meth heads just getting around on scooters. I thought if, if scooters were like they didn't look so lame, it's a great way to get around if you didn't have a car, especially if it's a flat city. I was like, you know what, they've got it going all right. Got you can work, carry yeah. your backpack on the back. A bike gets stolen too easy. Scooters you can take inside with you. Could be. So maybe they've got it worked out. Maybe methamphetamine rules is going to take off. Who knows in the future? Maybe we are like Elon Musk names his daughters and kids after well, what, airplanes what, what, and nerdy what, what, stuff. What, like it's got like symbols in there, what, X Asha and it's like X I don't add, know. add symbol hyphen. Well, know. that's like that's, – isn't methamphetamine the word or is it just like the chemical equation for it? Because no. that's a cool little name. That could be cool. I don't know what it is. No, but it's like, again, so I'm getting remembering stuff. Hey, it's, a, it's okay, mate. Don't apologise for it. There was a bloke on, like, uh, British TV and he, was, he had to come clean after 10 years about why he named his daughter what he named her and the name was Lenezra. Yeah, Arsenal. Arsenal yeah. backwards. <laughs> Lenezra. <laughs> Lenezra. It sounds like out of Twilight. Renezme. There you go. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a terrible name. Renezme. They put together, like, Renee and Esme in the Twilight series. That's what they name Edward Na- and... Um, Bella named their daughter, Renesme. Oh, One of the all-time worst names ever, especially on TV, on film. You know, people shouldn't get to choose their name. It should just be like, you know, it, it gets chosen by a computer, by just some random chance. You know how like Childish Gambino put his actual name in Wu-Tang Clan name yeah, generator? generator? So did um, Post Malone. That That Wu-Tang is what should happen. A child gets born, you just put your name <laughs> In this thing, and it randomly generates a name, and well, you what? just call Childish Gambino for the rest of your life. Well, that's like, yeah. What weird names would there be though? Like, what names do we get to pick from? Is it just like the normal names, or do you get weird ones like that? Oh, maybe we could vote for it. It could be like Australian Idol, right? Like, you know, you you have a short list of hundred names, and then you can only be named those hundred names. What if they let? What if you when you got named, you didn't? You had like the next eight years, or like the next ten years to change it. So as a kid, you're technically allowed to change your name up to the age of 18. But once you turn 18, you can't change your name. Imagine the wild names the kids would name themselves. I would be called probably Rocco. I loved the name Rocco for some reason when I was a little kid. Imagine me walking around as a Rocco. It's a terrible name now. But, God, the, the range of names if the kids could name themselves would be outstanding. Well, and they'd all be different. You get a lot of Max Powers. Um, what else would you get as a kid? What were cool names? I don't know. But I just, Come on, there must have been something. No, sorry, you you, you talk about you can change your name. So my grandma called Aileen, but then, like, they didn't register her name for, like, years and years. And then her mum went in and legally registered the name as Joan Colleen, but she'd always been called Aileen. Aileen. Wait, her name's Joan Colleen yeah, as that, a hyphen name. Yeah. That is a terrible name. <laughs> like, as far as normal names go, Joan Colleen. Mate, it, it was like a, it was it like doesn't run off the years ago. <laughs> it's a shocking name, though, Joan Colleen. <laughs> It's called, it's sort of like a rapper's name. Well, like, technically, it's not what she's Wyclef, known by. Wyclef Jean, Joan <laughs> Colleen. It's not bad. <laughs> but it's, well, a- Aisling, Ailing. Aileen. Yeah, all those, Ailing, Aileen. Aileen. Yeah, like Eileen, but with an A, Aileen. <laughs> that's, like, that's like, that's like hick level stuff, Aileen. How do you spell it? A-I-L-E-E-N. A-I-L-E, Aileen. There are a lot of names. A-I-S-L-I-N-G. Aisling, Aisling, like the... You're thinking Aisling. How is that? Don't get angry at me. That's very similar to Aileen. That's the same thing. It's got an S. Yeah, but you don't pronounce the S because it's um, Irish. You know, like they've got Siobhan. 
Where's the B and oh, the H in that? The Irish names. Like, yeah. There was a, you know, the, the name. Saoirse? Siobhan, like yeah. name, but it's like Saborn. There was a girl Saborn. at home Saborn. who was called Saborn. Saborn. That's what her parents called her. Saborn. Kind of like my auntie taught her at a school near Shepparton in primary school and the, the boy's name spelt X-A-V-I-E-R, Xavier. Yeah. The parents pronounced it Xavier. Xavier. Professor Xavier. You don't know who that is? I have absolutely. From X-Men, Professor Xavier. They say the X. No. So maybe they were just massive nerds. Maybe. They loved X-Men. To be fair, you'd have to be a nerd to like X-Men. But it's, that's how you pronounce it, Xavier. I it just, sounds, it has more like gusto with Xavier. And then, oh, geez, I'm getting down a rabbit hole here. What about Jack? Jack. Like, that sounds, I sound Hawaiian there. Imagine how much, imagine how much <laughs> ink we would have saved over our lives if our name was just spelt J-A-K. Jack, wait, Jack and Daxter. <laughs> I can see the PlayStation 2 game from here, mate. You should have spelt like that. <laughs> name your son Daxter. <laughs> That'd be unreal. Oh. They should, I actually, my, my cousins have named all their kids, like, after Star Wars and stuff. Ripley after um, uh, Alien vs. Predator. I think Rex out of the Clone Walls and then, oh, no. Oh, I've forgotten their youngest kid's name. <laughs> this is, I'm a bad, oh, no, I'm a bad cousin. I'm just going to, Bear Grylls, right, has three boys and I'm just going to start from best to consecutively worse. Yeah. First kid, Jesse, fine, normal name. Very normal. No issues. Next name, Huckleberry. So that's, that's when Bear became famous. You can tell the difference there because when you become a celebrity, you go all fucking weird and that's why he's picked Huckleberry because, like, no one can tell you to do anything different. And then guess who came after Huckleberry? Oh, so he, got, he must have released that new Man vs. Wild with the celebrities when he named this kid. Marmaduke. <laughs> Marmaduke, that's a dog's name. You can't call your kid Marmaduke. That's worth, a, that's worth some methamphetamine. That's so I would name my kid Meth over Marmaduke. <laughs> Oh, Bear, what are you? What is Bear on? He's on methamphetamine, naming his kid. What is it with being famous? Like, like Northwest. Cool names, yeah. They're trying to be cool. Yeah, I don't know. I don't get it. Apple, Gwyneth Paltrow. That's exactly what I was thinking about. Yeah, but that's the one. They're the ones that stick out. Why can't I'm sure there's other ones out there? Lachlan, Jack, Chris, James, Tom. Like, it's (laughs) to be fair. I love my name, Lachlan, but there is a lot of bloody Lachlans out there. But my, I don't know. We got Scottish heritage. I don't know. Mum, mum found a rhyme or a reason for it. But then there's a lot of differentiation. There's lock. There's locky, and then there's lock L O C H. There is a lock and locky. What? Capital four. Xavier. Oh. Dude, it's a callback. Lacky. Lacky. Nah. Well, that's the thing. In England, they call it Latchlan, which is they do the they do the A C H. But overseas, locky. When we're in everywhere, lucky. Do just think I'm lucky? So I overseas, lucky, lucky. I was just going lucky ve- white boy. Very yeah, very good name. I was like, hey, you know, I'm just going to run with lucky while I'm overseas. Oh. And it is a fun, it's a fun name, and everyone loves it when you tell them your name's lucky. They're like, oh, you're very lucky coming here. You said like bring a, us good luck. It's like so what someone would name a dog. I would name my dog Lucky before Marmaduke. I I would name myself Lucky if I could change my name. I'd call myself Lucky, Lucky Crawley. That's that's cool. Well, I don't want to pump my own, my pump myself up, but that's a cool name. I, just, I remember when I was younger, and like you'd have your middle name, and my middle name was my mum's maiden name, which is fine, good name now. What's like your, back, back when? What's your mum's? What's your middle name? Truen. But when yeah, I was, so yeah. But, so but when I was younger, I was like, oh. 
I was like, why couldn't I have a cool name? Like, why why couldn't my parents just, like, name you, like, Jack Spider-Man Tossel? Yeah. <laughs> See, that's what I was saying before. You get kids, they get to change their own names up till they're, like, ten. And you'd be Jack Spider-Man. What a cool name's that? As long as I start calling you Jack Spider-Man. J.S. Tossel. Yeah. Do you want me to start calling you Jack Spider-Man? Because, <laughs> mate, I will happily do that for the next week. Jack Spider-Man. Where is it? Where is Oh, Jack Spider-Man's coming. Very cool. You can though. just imagine up to age ten, like, someone would think, like, God, this is the coolest name in the world. <laughs> okay, maybe we extend beyond 10, but I think kids should be able to pick until they're up to a certain <laughs> age because it would be so much fun and it would be such a variety out there. But, uh, yeah, well, on that note, Jack, good uh, good first episode back. Absolutely. Bumper of an episode. Sorry for taking so long to get back to you, but we will be back to weekly posting, touch wood. Yeah, we will. And um, what's it? we've got the Lions playing... This Friday night, and then I guess we'll be, it'll be a grand final special. The one after that, where we're going to do, I don't know what we're going to do there. We're going to do some dancing, do maybe some sing damage. some songs. We haven't yeah. sung a song in a while. Some pubs in Fitzroy. Yeah, we talk about drinking a lot in this podcast, which is, uh, it's uh, we, we're heroes apparently. Well, on that. on that note, back to you in the studio. Ciao.